The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast. I'm Paul Kuharski from paulkuharski.com. Mandatory three mentions of my name in the first three seconds of the podcast. We're brought to you by Yazoo Brew, Nashville's finest beer. They've got something for everybody. I urge you to check it out if you haven't or maintain your devout uh, affinity for their fine beer uh, if you're already on the good side. I... Um, I'm home from the Midday 180 on Friday. I have had some delicious chicken soup made for me by none other than producer slash rock star David Reed. Uh, of course, I've followed that chicken soup with at least 10 mini candy bars of the Butterfinger, Snickers, Nestle Crunch variety. You could probably hear that I am still sick now going on about a week since I've been back from Europe and still feeling pretty crappy, but we will soldier on. Uh, I am in the vein of doing kind of a uh, week wrap up, touching on some things that we've discussed a little bit where I could put a little bit more flesh on the bone and uh, hitting on some things that I haven't had a chance to cover this week. And I thought I'd start with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys running back, who the Titans must slow down on Monday night to have a chance in order to win at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Uh, Dean Pease, the Titans defensive coordinator, told us this week when I asked him to compare uh, Elliott to another running back in the league, he said he's a little bit like Le'Veon Bell in his ability to uh, stop and start and show patience. Um, but he went away from that and said that he's a, a lower gravity guy, lower to the ground, where Bell is a little bit more upright. Um, the Titans have to find a way to slow down Elliott, who maybe is the most dynamic player on either of these offenses, neither of which are very good unless Amari Cooper comes in and does something dramatic in his first game with the Cowboys. But I think the Titans can slow Elliott down, and I think if they do slow Elliott down – that they can turn this game into a relatively even matchup. Now, Elliott is certainly uh, far more dynamic than uh, his counterparts have been in the big picture, though Deion Lewis had a nice game in London, and the Titans need to find a way to make that the start of Deion Lewis being good in the Titans offense, um, where we look back and say, hey, look at, at uh, remember when Deion Lewis got things started in London against the Chargers? as opposed to remember that one good game Deion Lewis had in London against the Chargers. Derrick Henry beating himself up at his locker um, on Wednesday, on Thursday this week, and deservedly so. I mean, he said, I told you guys during training camp I wanted to be a dominant back. I've certainly not been that. Uh, you know, I want to be a physical guy. I haven't been that. Um, you know, uh, it comes a certain time when you're not producing, uh, you guys know it, where they look to replace you and said at least two times in his time with the media, uh, used, used a line about being replaced or them looking for the next guy, which, um, you know, I think is, uh, smart of him. He's, he's not a guy saying, Hey, Heisman trophy winner over here. Uh, why aren't we using me more? Why aren't we finding ways to get me going? He's he's putting it on him, which is the right thing to be doing because uh, certainly he's not getting the greatest blocking and it's not the greatest scheme and they haven't figured out how to use him. But he's not making the most of his chances by any means. 
uh, and he's not looking like a guy that fits this offense. He's not looking like a guy that's a good NFL running back right now, and uh, they've got to find a way to get him going. I saw an interesting clip of Matt LaFleur, not from this week's media availability, which was app, but at last week's when I was still in Europe. I think it was from Jim Wyatt, where um, LaFleur basically conceded, this is not a huge concession at this stage, but that Lewis would get more usage than Henry, just kind of the nature of the beast, um, given his pass-catching talents um, and third-down usage. Um, so that was interesting. That's the first time somebody said anything other than uh, the hot hand will get more or we're seeking to, to split up the carries. They've got to find a way to run it better. It starts with the offensive line. That outside zone, Henry said, you know, we've run it a couple times and it hasn't worked. We haven't proved that we could do it. Well, it's supposed to be an offense that starts with that outside zone. And when you can't do the thing that you're supposed to be starting with, that's a big problem, right? They've got to be able to do the thing that they're supposed to be starting with. Now, uh, when you have to shove the thing that you're supposed to be starting with aside, all the stuff that's supposed to be building off of that is is now kind of independent of that, right? The the bootlegs that you're going to run that that kind of look like um, that that outside zone, they no longer look like the outside zone because the outside zone isn't being run. Uh, the play action, the the pass plays to that side that have some of that action, um, none of that looks like that outside zone because you're not doing any of that outside zone. They got big problems with that run game. They've got to find a way to get it going. We had this conversation on the Midday 180 late in the week about Ben Jones. I said, you know, how about Ben Jones shows up and plays a much better final nine games of the season? You know, and Chad Withrow said, well, maybe he can't. Maybe this is just how good he is right now, which is completely possible. But I said, how about, you know, how about he or somebody just surprise us and just do a lot better than we're expecting? Um, and unfortunately, the guys I think are candidates for that really aren't on offense where they need them. You know, who are they on offense? You know, the interior three offensive linemen, I don't know that you see it from. You're not going to see it from the tight end. I don't know that you're going to see it from Henry, you know, uh, you're going to see it from, from Taewon Taylor, uh, you know, from Corey Davis. It shouldn't be a surprise. The guys that you would expect it from are Malcolm Butler, who, you know, with, we would all think is capable of playing better than he has played closer to his contract, more like he played in camp than he's played through the first seven games or Brian Arakpo, who's clearly lost a little, but, uh, you know, is veteran savvy enough to figure out a way around it and play better than he has. Talked to Arakpo this week, and he said it's a battle of the red zone defenses. And, and the Titans are the number one red zone defense in the league, and Dallas is the number two red zone defense in the league. So here's my formula uh, for, for the Titans to win this game. And I feel like they can win this game. I almost feel like they should win this game. You hear those toes tapping in the background. That's my pup, Finley. He's unsatisfied with the attention he's not getting right now. He's currently staring into my garbage can where he finds uh, disgustingly Q-tips, toothpicks, and Nestle's Crunch wrappers. And he seems as unimpressed by that as I imagine you are. Here's the recipe to me. You have to score one touchdown from outside the red zone. Could be on special teams, could be on defense, could be on offense. Um, obviously 
it doesn't matter where it's from, if it's uh, defense or special teams. If it's offense, it needs to be from outside the red zone because then it's not against that great red zone defense, okay? Then you need to score one from inside the red zone. 14 points, presuming Ryan Suckup hits his PATs. Two field goals. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 20 points. 20 points, you got to win the game defensively by holding uh, holding Dallas to less than that. I think you should win a 2019-2017 game. And I think that's doable. Uh, I think people have gotten excited about the Cowboys. I think they're pretty good defense. I think they're pretty anemic offense. I don't think the Titans and the Cowboys are that much different. I know the Cowboys haven't lost at home. These things aren't written in stone. These things have a tendency to change and evolve. I think uh, Kenny Vaccaro being back, and he's going to be back, at all indications are, is going to be big. Kendrick Lewis has been a complete dud as the third strong safety. Jonathan Cyprian obviously lost for the season in the preseason with the torn ACL. Vaccaro may be an upgrade as a free agent signing. He's been missing with the elbow injury. He's an energy guy as well as a faster, rangier player than Lewis and more of a playmaker. I wouldn't be surprised to see him make a big play in this game. I like him back in the game and uh, and what he'll bring to to the defense. Mike Vrabel, um, if you didn't see me tweet it, go look for it. I asked him who a player or two on this team playing better right now than was playing than he was playing at the beginning of the season. It kind of took a long pause. Um, but and ultimately didn't answer the question, but he, he went a different direction that was better. It was a good answer. And he kind of said what a lot of people I think are thinking or addressed it in some manner, right? To me, I know a lot of people say must win and stuff like that. Logan Ryan said must win. A lot of people have said that about games earlier this season. He said this is a game where the Titans kind of decide who they are, you know, are they going to be the team that fought back against Philadelphia? Are they going to be the team that found a way against Houston and Jacksonville? Or are they going to be the team that that didn't find a way in Baltimore? Are they going to be the team that got pushed around by by Baltimore? Are they going to be the team that couldn't come up with the play in London against Los Angeles? And, and I think it's a pivotal, pivotal moment for this team this season on Monday night. I don't think... I don't think the Cowboys are better than the Titans by much. I think it's a winnable game. Corey Davis limited at practice Wednesday and Thursday with the hamstring. That is not a good sign. Uh, You'd like him to have a full practice on Friday. I I can't imagine this is an injury that holds him out of the game. Uh, I don't know if it's clear that this is something he's done since London or something he did during London. Um, he obviously finished the game in London. They need him, and, and they need him to be um, an effective player in this game. If you haven't read the stories at the site uh, this week, too, in particular, I would encourage you to read my piece about the long string of meek receivers that the Titans have drafted and how that's got to change after this season in free agency, in the draft, or both. And uh, what Vrabel can't say at the podium after the game on Monday night, as well as Blake Bettingfield's always detailed preview 
um, of the Titans upcoming matchup. Um, and in that he said something that I thought was pretty important, uh, about this game and, and a, and a matchup I think is crucial. Uh, Tyron Smith, uh, the left tackle has been a, a very good player in the NFL for some time. He's losing some of his flexibility though, and he's not as good as he's been in the past against speed rushers. And Harold Landry's dropped off the last couple of weeks and not given um, tackles the trouble that he, he was giving them earlier in the season. This is a, a game where the Titans could really use Harold Landry to burn that edge, use that bend, that, uh, that motorcycle lean Dave McGinnis likes to talk about to uh, really test Smith or, uh, or go on the other side maybe but um, really lean around that corner and put some pressure on Dak Prescott, make a move or make him step up into Jarrell Casey and uh, put him to the test. Uh, I think the Titans need that spark in the pass rush that Harold Landry could provide. I talked to Landry this week. He's excited. Every rookie's excited for his first Monday night football game. It's a good chance for him to make a couple plays that show off what the Titans got for themselves by uh, by moving up in the second round of the draft and getting themselves an edge pass rusher. And um, I think he's got a chance against Smith to make a couple impact plays that could influence this game. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, if, if he can do that. Um, and that could certainly help things. Titans need to start fast. Um, I thought they were a lot better in San Diego, but but again, it seemed like it took them a while. And um, I think they just need to not take a while. They need not to be playing catch-up. They need not to be um, fighting to get back even. It takes, it takes energy, uh, and I'd rather they have the energy longer. Mike... Mike Vrabel talked about coming off the bye and wanting to do more of the things that they do in the fourth quarter passing game earlier in the, in the game. And uh, one of those things is throwing more to the middle of the field, which they do better in the fourth quarter. Tajay Sharp is better in the fourth quarter. I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, try to get to him earlier in the game. And I think that would be uh, be a healthy thing for them to do. One of the things you'd be surprised, they're worse in the fourth quarter out of no huddle in terms of Marcus Mariota's pass rate, passer rating. And they're better huddling. Um, and they are better under center in the fourth quarter than they are out of shotgun. So those might be a couple of things um, to look for uh, in, in this game at AT&T Stadium. I haven't been there since, uh, I think, the very first game played in the building, a preseason game that the Titans were there for. I was covering um, the entire vision, uh, division for ESPN, um, and I went from uh, from something with the, with the Texans in Houston to, I believe, the Titans playing uh, in Dallas. It's the game where uh, A.J. Trapezo, was it, uh, was told by Jeff Fisher to hit the scoreboard with a punt um, and he did it in in warmups, and then he did it in uh, he did it in the game, which prompted a uh, a repunt, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know that it's happened since. Um, but he got a kick out of uh, out of 
seeing that happen. A little bit more just about what the Titans face here. Uh, Titans have allowed 127 points. Dallas has allowed 123 points. That is uh, the single biggest reason I think that this is a uh, a winnable game. And um, that's why I, I, I think you might be feeling good about this on, on Tuesday morning. This has been the Paul Kuherski podcast uh, at paulkuherski.com. If you're not a member, I encourage you to consider joining up. Usually these podcasts about 10 minutes or for everybody, and then we go to members only. Uh, oftentimes I'm with my co-host, Madison Blevins. Sometimes, especially in the off-season, I'll have a good guest. And uh, and only members get the large bulk of that. Um, you also get private Periscopes and Facebook Lives, including uh, from the stadium site after the game. You get everything I write. You get uh, pre-game uh, preview and a post-game review from Blake Bedingfield, the longtime Titans scout. Um, all for just five ninety nine a month or twelve months at the price of eleven. I hope you check it out at paulkuherski.com. There's a membership button there. This podcast has been brought to you by Yazoo Brew, uh, a Nashville institution, and some very tasty beer that you should be checking out uh, if you haven't already. And I appreciate um, their uh, partnership. I appreciate your interest in uh, all things Titans, and I hope you'll check back soon for more new content. Thanks a lot. Happy post-Halloween. Don't eat too much. I just did. And I will be paying the price shortly. Um, Enjoy a big football weekend, college and pro. Uh, If you're a member and you're going to be in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area, uh, I'm getting together with some people for drinks late Sunday. Uh, Check the Facebook page, private Facebook page. We'll be talking about it there. Thanks, everybody. Hope this got you through a workout or a commute, and we'll talk again soon. The Paul Kaharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkaharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. Mm-hmm.